0: From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, Coinbase's credit rating is officially junk. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, January 12, 2022. Hey, just a quick reminder to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, leave us a comment. Five stars, please. Let's make that rating stay high so everybody can see that this is a great crypto news show to get in and out, get the news and the prices for the day in 15 minutes or under. And just a reminder, we are going to be changing our name, changing our logo. So if you're going to be looking in your feed on Monday, January 16th for this podcast to get your daily news, It's going to be under a new logo and a new name. It's going to be called GM from Decrypt. It's going to be like a light blue magenta logo. It's not going to be the black and white now, so you might miss it. Just keep your eyes peeled for it. And again, anytime you want to comment, question, you can email me, MatthewAaron at decrypt.co. My email is in the show notes. Now, let's get into those crypto prices. Time is 10.51 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin broke through 18,000. It's $18,107, up 4.3% in 24, or 7.4% in 7. Ethereum is doing the same thing. It's up to $1,386, up 4.5% in 24, or 10.9% in 7. Teller's number three. Binance is at 281 in number four spot, up 1.4%, or 9.3 in 7. And USDC is number five. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, BUSD, Cardano, Doge, and Matic. Litecoin is number 11 at 83.25, up 2.5% in 24, or 11.7 in 7. And Solana is in the number 12 spot at 16 bucks even. It's up 20.2% in 7. The total market cap is up 3.3% at 881.7 billion. We have a BTC dominance of 39.6 and an F dominance of 19.2. Moving into today's headlines, Bill, oh, Billy Gates. He's not convinced of the importance of Web3 and the metaverse. He said that this technology is not revolutionary. Bill Gates. He's still relevant, I think. (laughs) But he is promoting AI. He says AI is the big one. He says, I don't think Web3 was that big or the metaverse stuff alone is revolutionary. But AI is quite revolutionary. He was asked his thoughts on ChatGPT. And he said the project gives us a glimpse of what's to come. I'm impressed with his whole approach and the rate of innovation. He continued to say, thinking of it in the Gates Foundation context, we want to have tutors that can help kids learn math and stay interested. Also, we want medical help for people in Africa that can't access doctors. I will have a caveat in here that it sounds as though he's just shilling something that he's going to invest in. Microsoft, even though he's not the CEO of the company anymore, he's still highly involved Microsoft is in talks to acquire 49% stake in ChatGPT worth around $10 billion. So it's in his benefit to convince everybody that this is the future, even though it is very promising, even though it is quite amazing. It seems as though he is talking and acting in his own interest. Got some Coinbase news today. Coinbase was scaled back most of its operations in Japan. They said that, We've decided to wind down the majority of operations in Japan, which led to eliminating most of the roles in our Japan entity. They didn't give any details of how many Japanese employees are affected by the announcement. However, they did say that a small crew will remain and committed to the security of customer assets. It's been a rough 2023 so far for Coinbase. Last week, the company agreed to pay a $100 million settlement to the New York Department of Financial Services over issues regarding the company's compliance programs. Tuesday of this week, Coinbase announced another massive round of layoffs. 20% of their current employees, or 950 employees, are going to be losing their jobs. And this comes seven months after they downsized 1,100 employees, or about 18% of its workforce at the time. And today, confidence in Coinbase's corporate debt has taken a significant hit. Because of the latest round of layoffs, S&P Global, one of the largest credit rating providers, has downgraded Coinbase from one position from triple B to BB minus. I don't know how would you say that would it be double B negative. I have no clue, actually. So anyway, it got downgraded from triple B to BB minus, moving it from investment grade to speculative grade. And what does that mean? Well, everything below BB plus is pretty much junk. But is that going to stop people from buying? No, no, no. Ark Investments' Kathy Woods scooped up another thirty-three thousand seven hundred fifty-six shares of Coinbase on Tuesday, and another seventy-four thousand seven hundred ninety-two shares on Wednesday. The two purchases amounted to around four point seven five million dollars of Coinbase stock. And your very own Matthew Deemer scooped up twenty-seven shares as well last week. Uh, you can see that there's a difference in buying power between me and Kathy Woods. However, BTFD, right? The World Economic Forum's annual global risk report flagged the bursting of asset bubbles, including cryptocurrency, as one of the top risks likely to affect countries as a polycrisis looms. The WEF asked a group of 12,000 respondents to rank the list of 25 different risks that they see posing the biggest threat to their respective countries over the next two years and 10 years. And so what is the consensus of the biggest risks in the next two years and 10 years? Well, here's the next two years. Number one cost of living crisis. Number 2, natural disasters and extreme weather conditions. Number 3, geoeconomic confrontation. Number 4, failure to mitigate climate change and number 5, the erosion of social cohesion. And so what is the consensus of the biggest risk in the next 10 years? 1, the failure to mitigate climate change. 2, the failure of climate change adaptation. 3, natural disasters and extreme weather events. 4, biodiversity loss and ecosystem collapse. And 5, large-scale involuntary migration. So now you're thinking, where is the asset bubble burst and all of that? Well, those were the top risks of 12 out of the 121 countries surveyed. The most notable countries were China, South Korea, Canada, and the United Kingdom. Crypto lender Nexo has found itself the subject of a large-scale investigation in Bulgaria as prosecutors look into possible money laundering, tax offenses, computer fraud, and other crimes. Officials say they have evidence that at least one person who used the platform to transfer cryptocurrencies has been officially declared a financer of terrorist activities. In a Twitter thread, Nexo said that it was cooperating with relevant authorities and regulators. The company has also insisted that it has always gone the extra mile to adhere to regulatory standards. El Salvador has just passed key Bitcoin legislation creating legal protection for transfers and issuance of debt with cryptocurrencies. The bill also provides a legal framework for Bitcoin-backed bonds, also known as Volcano Bonds, that the Latin American nation wants to use to pay sovereign debt and fund the construction of the proposed Bitcoin city. The bill also separates Bitcoin from the rest of the cryptocurrency market, identifying crypto as digital securities. Bitcoin is not identified as a digital security. Avalanche developer Ava Labs will be offering crypto infrastructure through Amazon Web Services with the aim of facilitating enterprise institutional and government adoption of blockchain. Ava Labs will offer subnet deployment and offer the service through AWS Marketplace, meaning that any company or organization could enlist Ava Labs to launch a custom subnet for them on an AWS platform. Avalanche Nodes can now also run the AWS Gov Cloud for government-related data storage, which sounds kinda of weird and messed up, to be honest with you. This means that government organizations that must adhere to strict data controls or regulations would still be able to adopt Avalanche's technology for public sector projects. Eternities for the creditors of FTX argued on Wednesday that releasing the names of FTX's 9 million customers could harm a potential reboot of the company. It's the latest development on the ongoing dispute of whether the FTX creditors ought to be made available to the public. Beyond privacy concerns, lawyers for the creditors committee are now arguing that revealing the names could further harm the value of the company and therefore harm the creditors. Which is a weird argument in my opinion. I understand if the value could be harmed if there was some value that they were trying to get out to pay debts. I mean, it's bankrupt. It's not really worth that much. I mean, there is assets there that you're trying to sell, but the assets are going to be worth what they're going to be worth. But what this argument implies to me, and maybe I'm wrong, again, email me, MatthewAaron at decrypt.co, My email is in the show notes as well. But what it implies to me is that the creditors' names are shady or junk, and that by telling us who they are will harm the reputation of FTX, therefore harm the value of the company. So I am not really sure what this argument is really for. Now there's a discussion about releasing the names of the customers, and this is a very hotly contested argument since last month. The FTX attorneys argue that the company's privacy would be harmed, if they release information on the customers or release the customer's name. Now, remember what happened to Celsius. Every customer is searchable on a website. They said, these are all the people that had deposits within Celsius, not the investors, just the people who are using the service, which I think is a super huge breach of privacy. I think that there should be a class action against anybody and the lawyers and the judge, to be perfectly honest with you. And I think Celsius clients should organize that. Sue them all. That is absolutely a breach of privacy. However, I think the investors in the company, and then we're talking about Celsius or FTX, should be released. Who was funding them? Who should have been maybe on the board? Who should have been a little bit more diligent about who's putting what money and where? And yeah, it might look bad if some people are maybe unsavory and they're giving a lot of money to FTX or Celsius or any other company. I think that should be public, not the customers. And I'm also wondering if there's some politicians or people in government that have been investing in FTX, and they don't want us to know that, too. I mean, the more you keep things opaque and non-transparent like this, the more you can speculate about why don't you want us to know who invested in FTX. That should be public. What do you think? Email me, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. My email is in the show notes if you don't know what it is. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. I will be back tomorrow. And until then, happy hodling, everyone.